Hello, Doug. Hello, Karen. Greetings. Happy February. Happy February. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about in the green room? What's that? The blizzard. Oh, we got some snow. We got some snow. How much snow did you you get? get Oh, we had a blizzard. We were we had a blizzard. I um we got like five or so inches in the city. I think Central Park probably was closer to like seven or eight. Um, and I asked a couple of my like I have an aunt who lives in Westchester and a friend in Connecticut, and they said they actually didn't get it too much, but um it was just super cold for them. But you really got hit. Huh? Oh yeah, we we got we we had. An honest-to-God blizzard. I'm jealous. Timing-wise, it worked out for us great. But, um, you know, like, we went for a walk on Friday night. We bought some food. We watched it start to come down gently. And then we woke up, and there was a nice blanket on Saturday. And it was essentially done. We went and saw a matinee. We didn't even want to, but I was like, we should go. Um, And it was already – it was cold for us, but it was done um, precipitating by then. So it just was, like, nice and wintry. Oh, that's nice. No. So we woke up to, I don't know, I guess we woke up to like a couple of inches on Saturday morning. And I'm, I was looking out the window and I was like, fucking weatherman. Jesus. Yeah. You know, blizzard, right? It was going to be the worst act of God. Yeah. And like, yeah. and like my, my, my weather app, which I think is like garbage at this point, which, which I paid for because like, I don't know, I've had it for like 10 years and 10 years ago, it was like the most accurate. And now I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this thing? So like my weather app was like, it's going to stop snowing by 10 a.m. It's going to snow a little bit more at 2 p.m., but you're done. And I was like, they said this was a blizzard. Oh my God. By 10 o'clock, the snow really started coming down. Then the wind whipped up. There was zero visibility. It was definitely a blizzard, and it blizzarded until, like, 5 o'clock at night. Wow. You didn't have to go anywhere, I hope. You could no, just stay in and be we just, down, right? we, I mean, we were prepared. Like, we went to the grocery store sure. and... I mean, you know, we were prepared. We went to the liquor store. Um, and then, and so, yeah, no, I didn't. And, and good news, like, we didn't lose power, which was always, Excellent. like, the, the worry. No problems with heat or anything. Nope. Every, it was just Pipes cozy at home. It was really actually cool. kind of nice snow day. And then I was supposed to go to a matinee on Sunday, but, like, it, like, took us, like, five hours to dig out. <sighs> wow. Yeah, I was like, there's no way I'm making this matinee. So I'm rescheduled for Saturday, but we're going to have another weather event on Friday. So we'll I'm see seeing, yeah, right now I'm seeing 100% snow on Friday. I'm, by the time you guys hear this, it may or may not have happened or turned out to make me a liar. I don't know. Um, that's that's the gamble. But yes. um, yeah, it may happen again. And part of me really wants it. Part of me wants winter weather, um, especially when we don't have to go far. But but we'll see. Yeah. I hate it, it's a case of be careful what you wish for. Exactly. So um yeah so greetings from our winter wonderlands. Yeah, we go from our cold northeast to um, I mean, the warm temperatures of. Los Angeles. LA. Okay, so we're at season whatever, episode whatever. It's Where Okay, we? so it's, according to Hulu, it is season seven, episode eight. But I maintain that back in the day, this was really the true season seven, final season premiere. And I think as we are about to describe, there are some specific plot choices that seem like they are really 
putting lots of new stories in motion the way you do with a new season. So we are at the world according to Matt. Yes. Remember Matt? Remember Matt? He's dead now. I hear his name a lot. Yeah, he's dead now. Um, way to... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they kill him off right in the beginning. Yeah, but we haven't even gotten to it. I know. Okay, so broad strokes here. Um, I am grateful for this new season. I felt relieved that I was no longer dealing with Amanda and Rory. I would much rather deal with the love triangle, a love triangle between Amanda, Peter, and Kyle okay. than Rory. I was a very, very happy. I with mean, that. yeah, but look at your yeah. options. Um, happy to see Coop go. As sad as I am to see Coop go, um, I'm just happy to get that stupid storyline over with. Yeah. There, I, I don't know. When I watched this, I felt a lot of relief. Um, well, I was glad to see Sam go. I'll say that. Yes. Yes. We don't have Sam. We don't have Billy. No. And Sadly, I, that, we don't I, have Jennifer. We And we have also lost Jennifer. Um, I will touch on Billy as we go through the episode briefly, because there's a point I want to make about that. Okay. But um, but yeah, he's gone. Okay. And we have. And I agree. Tail. Like through no through no point through no fault of his own, uh, Lyndon Ashby's um, Coop became a real problem character because the writers really didn't know what to do with him, and it kind of ruined everyone's storylines. Yes. Him. Yeah. I mean, because I don't think. Yeah. I, I I loved Coop or the Coop with the Megan. The Megan, the Megan mm-hmm, Coop, mm-hmm. like, you know, the Coop that went to Philly with Megan. I loved him. Um, and then they just messed him up. That's right. Well, now he's gone. And now he's gone. Um, so I guess where to begin? Um, we we begin in, in traffic. We with Jane, right? Yeah, yeah, we begin in traffic. So Jane is stuck in a traffic jam and she's calling Michael at the hospital. Apparently they were all going to have a sort of reunion dinner with Matt, who I think was in like upstate California doing some social work residency. San Francisco. Remember he took his... Um... It was San Francisco. Yeah, yeah he took, he took his, um, uh, his niece and they moved to San Francisco. Chelsea went with him right, right yes. after he got custody. Yes. Right. Um, and so they're all going to meet at Kyle's and it's going to be Amanda and Kyle and Peter and uh, Megan and Jane and Michael. And Lexi ends up at Kyle's, but she wasn't really going to be a part of it. Um, Michael is held up at the hospital. He can't make it. And they do talk a little bit in the phone about how Taylor took the baby and maybe it was for the best and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, Jane continues to be stuck in traffic and ambulances keep going by and Finally, she's able to drive by, and it looks like there was a a head-on collision between two cars. Um, And now, one of the weird things that has happened in Coop's absence is at the very end of the last episode, Lexi and Megan went from being enemies to sort of friends. Um, And they're having drinks together, and I, I don't know if they're really friends or if, like, Lexi just lets Megan sit there while she, like, talks about how hard her life is. Um... Because I think they're just having a conversation with Lexi talking at Megan about, like, how a woman has to be tough and you've got to be tough and blah, 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 um, But Lexi, Megan are there at the bar when Peter shows up. And Megan says how she's going to meet Matt. And, and she's like, you haven't met Matt, but you should meet him now. And it's like, well, I bet Lexi has heard Matt's name because at one point she was living in his apartment, too. <laughs> 
Um, and so I think it's Megan and Peter and Amanda and Kyle are at a table and they keep saying like, where is Matt? And then Jane gets there and then we have the first of some flashbacks. Um, and it's <sighs> Jane. Um, this was like flashback central this episode, by the way. It was. And and some of it is actual footage we've seen in the first season. Some of it, some was of new. it is new footage. <laughs> so here's, so I mean, like I'm building suspense that we both, know, we all know now what happens, but um, one of the things is now as, as the season starts, we are retconning every single character. We are giving them all new histories and new secrets to kind of um, move new storylines forward. Um, but for now we have a flashback and it's after Jane had her big miscarriage in the middle of season one, Matt and Jane are talking at the beach and she's like, this is the first bad thing that's ever happened to her. Um, she says, I don't even think I've known anyone who has died. And it's like, well, just wait for seasons, Jane. Um, You'll know plenty. I know that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and and then we can come back to the table and drunk Megan is saying like, I say the only good men are gay men and blah, blah, blah. Amanda gets a call at the bar um, and it's from Michael who looks very, very serious. Um, and he has to deliver the sad news that Karen has told us Matt was in an accident and he's dead. So I already Amanda, have a question. I could not figure this. I mean, this was the so timing? distracting. No, this was so distracting. So Michael calls the bar and asks for Amanda. He knows Jane is there. Why didn't he ask for his wife or his ex-wife? Well, if he knew that Jane was delayed, maybe he thought she wasn't there yet. If she was still in traffic or if he thought maybe he tried Jane's car phone. She didn't answer because she's not in her car. He knows maybe the best way to get someone at the restaurant is to call and ask for Amanda because she's a co-owner. Yeah, she's I, don't a co- I don't know. The whole thing was just, I was like, well, why would he call and ask for Amanda when his wife is right there? Or maybe. Or his, yeah. His, Former his wife. GF, whatever. But I was like, but I, maybe because he thought Amanda, you know, tough as nails, she'll handle it better. I don't know. It was just like weird because it was like, I was like, wait, why would he ask for Amanda? That's strange. Maybe. He thought she would deliver the news better to the table. Maybe. Spoiler alert here, she does not. No. Because she comes back to the table. <laughs> Matt's dead. And of all the things she could say, like, turns out I have bad news. There was an accident. I'm so sorry. But all she says is, it's Matt. He's, He's dead. dead. <laughs> that was so that's awesome. The, uh, that's the Amanda I love. And then it was sort of like watching the other actors have to react to that was like priceless. Yeah. That was really great. It's Matt. He's dead. And they were all just like. And that's all they get. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they got to react to. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Um, so there we go. They bring Matt back in name only just to unceremoniously kill him off. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Okay, so um, after the cold open, we we don't just have like the slow mo footage of the streets of um, Hollywood. We actually have slow mo of Amanda on the beach, um, but it's not really Amanda on the beach. It's another Peter therapy session. He's talking about another dream he's having about Amanda dressed like this. Um, so the therapist tells him he's got to move on, um, and Peter mentions Matt's death and then like spins it 
into some way. He's he says something about how like, um, and it really made me remember what a great connection Amanda and I have. And because we have this connection, whatever I do is therefore noble. Like the most narcissistic thing you could possibly think to say. Also, more importantly, because this is what I focus on in Jack Wagner's scenes, his hair looks just like Gwyneth Paltrow's did in Sliding Doors here. Interesting. I think you're right. It it's not. It's not really a boy haircut, if I may be so genderish about it. It's so funny, though, how, like, a bad haircut will completely distract. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you're just, like, staring at the hair. You're better off doing nothing to it than over-styling it. Yeah, yeah, because then you're just, like, sitting there staring at the hair, and you're like, what's going on? Yeah. Not the worst haircut Peter has had on this show. Um, But it's probably in the top five, top three? Yeah, I think. Top three. Top three. Um, so, yeah, that was sort of like we're still at the therapist with Peter. I thought we were. Yeah, we're, we're not. Yeah, we're not done there. We're, we're not. Done. We're not done with the with um, the therapist or with the Peter Amanda stuff. In fact, there's a lot of it and it's it's clunky, but it's there. Yeah. Um, but uh, now I guess we're Jane and Michael. Um, Michael really does seem upset. Look, he and Matt had a pretty good friendship throughout they did um and said he is the one who had to tell matt's mom um and then we move on to back to michael's storylines he says taylor was probably right to take mikey jr um and uh but he says now he's ready um and proposes to jane again and they say yes and she said or he says maybe six is my lucky number so um was he married to kimberly twice Maybe because I feel like I, I when they when he said six, I was like, you didn't have that many wives. No, he didn't have a quickie marriage with that stripper or anything last season. No. I, okay, no, so he was, married Sid. It was Jane. It was Jane, Jane and Sid, Sid. Then Kimberly. Kimberly. And then Megan. Megan. Because at one point there's that line when Taylor goes, Mr. Married four times. So it's possible we count two marriages with Kimberly. They did like renew their vows or something. Um, I know they like filed for divorce from each other at various points, but I don't know what we're counting anyway. Yeah. So, okay. Michael is now engaged again to Jane. Okay. Um, and then Peter is going into his office and dun, dun, dun. He finds both Amanda and that guy, Mr. Beck, who had orchestrated Amanda's kidnapping in his office. They're both, they've been both, they both showed up to, to see him and we're waiting for him. So we're both waiting for him together. So of course he's rattled, but Amanda doesn't know that he's her kidnapper or kidnapping planner. Um, and Mr. Beck has brought back a suitcase, which uh, Peter checks, but Amanda can't see that it's full of all the money that right. he is returning to Peter. Um, I have a question later when we get to it about this Mr. Beck guy and Peter, but okay. not now, not yet. Not yet. Um, Lexi then shows up at Kyle's and they're doing like some construction work and apparently they are not rolling in the dough since Kyle had to pay all that money for Amanda's fake kidnapping. Um, and, uh, Lexi decides that she is going to start her own advertising agency and that she thinks Megan, who has zero experience essentially doing anything, should work for her. And that yeah. they could really, like, take the advertising world by storm. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't it great that she brought up Eric Baines? Oh, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of, um, callbacks. Because <laughs> Lexi was like, well, you work for Eric Baines, so, yeah, you know what you're doing. 
Yeah, Lexi was really attentive, especially when she first uh, joined the show. Much more than I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. So that was so funny. And I was like, wait, what? Okay. We're full of uh, attentive characters all of a sudden, as we're about to find out. Um, And there's also a line, Megan basically dismisses Coop. She writes him off as saying he was like just a means of getting over Michael. Because Megan is, again, developing eyes for Michael. Hey, I mean, I wish we would just leave it alone, but here we go again, right? Here we go again. Like, that just felt stupid to me. Like, well, I mean, you know, it's Melrose Place. But, I mean, it's clear that I guess the show is gunning for a reconciliation between Michael and Megan. But I felt like it could be handled a little bit savvier. Like, this felt, again, Mm. clunky. Like you said, this felt really... Because it was sort of like, now we're going to have Megan go after Michael, and maybe maybe they'll be a thing. It it just felt so clunky. We just see the engines turn. Yeah. yeah. But like you said, it could be, but would it be on this show? Would it be Mm. more sophisticated? Mm. Okay. Um... And now Amanda pays a visit to Matt's mom, who remember, I think the last time we actually saw it was her telling Matt that he did not deserve to have custody of his niece because he was gay. I believe that was it, yes. Well, now your son is dead. Um, and uh, she is kind of mysteriously cold to Amanda. And Amanda's like, a bunch of us uh, tenants in his old building were friends of his, and we'd like to go to his funeral. And... The mom says, well, it's for family only, family only. And um, before she like basically kicks her out, she says, but they found a journal of Matt's and um, in his car. So I'm going to give it to you. And she's like, he wrote all about all of you. And it looks like she has read it. And so she knows some of the dirt on them. And so she's like extra disapproving uh, <laughs> of Amanda by proxy. Uh, um but she gives Amanda the journal. Um, and this journal is going to have all of their secrets. Yeah, it's not a very big journal. No, I was going to say that soon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like you would think, I mean, you know, what's really funny is around that time, I actually had this notebook journal thing that was probably like a good, like, five inches. Like, it had so much paper oh, in wow. it. Like, I was still using That's it. That's a long journal. Yeah, like, I was still, like, I still had it, like, a couple years ago like i still had so much paper in it um it it was a pain in the ass to to haul around i'll tell you that right now yeah that makes sense because it was huge and heavy um but this thing was like i was i was like that's a lot to put into a little tiny journal like that it's a lot of information so i guess he was just really writing the good bits i guess apparently they're all good bits apparently they're all choice so i guess what we are meant to believe is Matt, who no one basically ever talked to, actually talked to all these people, and they all told him all of their secrets, and uh, he wrote them all down. It's a real non-Matt Fielding characteristic, but okay, we'll go with it. Apparently, that's what he was doing without when he didn't have his screen time. He was taking notes. He was in the in the apartment, just writing down everyone's lives. Taking notes. Yeah, somehow I don't think you could get four seasons worth of those secrets in that tiny journal. Well, not tiny, but thin journal. But I don't know. Maybe he wrote shorthand. Maybe. Um, and we see Amanda reading it and like laughing at it in the apartment. And she says it's like reading a trashy novel. And Kyle's not really paying attention to it because he's really consumed with their financials. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, and meanwhile, Amanda also has a plan, which is to get Peter off her back because he's just like so intense. And she thinks that Lexi is really the best fit for him and that they should get back together. Okay. Um, but meanwhile, her, her attention is diverted by the journal because she does find a page with a secret about her. This is a secret we don't think we know. This is a secret that flashes back to something I don't think we've seen. Um, it looks like it's a guy falling off or being pushed off bleachers or something. I was wondering what the hell that was. Because I was like, wait, who, what? And I was like, is that Jake pushing his brother? No, because Jake went down with his brother. Yeah. Is that like, like, I was like, wait, maybe it's when Amanda pushed Eric Baines. And then I was like, no, wait, some, didn't Kyle push Eric? Like, like Eric Baines. Yeah, and then, he, and then he pulled him up. Anyway. Yeah, like I was, thing, I, yeah, I was like, the what? The thing about this from? is um, none of these secrets are actually going to be things that we have seen happen. They're all going to be new. And they're basically all going to contradict things that we know about the characters who have been on the canvas, whether it's been for one year or six. But we're going to find out, right? Like they're not just yeah, going yeah, to... Okay, more. Right. They, they actually... this. I want to say Amanda's secret really does sort of play out and have kind of a lasting impact on storyline through the season. Okay. Well, that's good at least because I was like, I was like, I don't recognize, like, it, I was like, well, I guess it could have happened, but I don't recognize that. No. I guess so wouldn't. many people got pushed off of something. Yeah. On this show. On the yeah. show. Yeah. Like, I it think just a good like a lot of people got I pushed so. off of things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think that's a very safe statement. Um, and and at this point, Kyle is in the bedroom. He's not in the living room reading where she is. Um, so she rips the page out and hides it in a, a book on their bookshelves. <laughs> but meanwhile, Kyle has decided to uh, give it a whirl because the next morning Amanda comes out and he's looking at the journal. He's leaving the pages with his name on it and. It turns out he too has a secret, one that he has kept even from Amanda and the show <laughs> has kept from us. <laughs> Kyle has a brother Surprise. who has never been mentioned. Oh, his long lost brother. <laughs> and yet Matt knows. Yeah. Amanda doesn't know, but Matt has had a conversation with Kyle about this brother. So we get another flashback. Um, and it's, of course, about Taylor. And it turns out that around the same time in Boston, when Kyle was cheating with Jennifer, um, Taylor drunkenly came on to Ryan. Um, the brother. His this name is brother. Ryan. Sorry. Yeah. His name is his name is Ryan. Uh, and so I guess Ty, Taylor told Kyle that she and Ryan slept together. And then we see Ryan tell Kyle the truth, which is she kind of tried to seduce him she took her she clothes off wanted to go to bed with him but he turned her down um and after she took her clothes off he was like no he left um and then ryan tells kyle you married a tramp bro so, so that <laughs> kyle so then kyle punches ryan and apparently they haven't talked for four for four years and and kyle says remember kyle who is reliving this moment um after we're done with the flashback, we see he has even made a fist again. He's holding the same fist up that he punched his brother with. And he tells um, Amanda and us that the way he sees it, he doesn't even have a brother anymore. 
So even though Michael was friends with Matt and Michael is dealing with a a, a new parenthood and a son who's been taken across country and an engagement to Jane, um, the most important thing he has to say is to Peter about the uh, journal that Matt had has been found and there are secrets um, and that the mom gave it to Amanda. So we'll find out what Michael's secret is soon. Um, And then Lexi comes to Amanda's office and Amanda, you know, she wants to fix Lexi and Peter back together. She wants them to be allies. She says she is happy with Kyle and um, that Lexi should get back in the game with Peter, but Lexi still hates him. Um, And I don't really know what she says to Amanda, but it's basically like, I hate you. Battle lines seem to be drawn between Lexi and Amanda especially if she's going to be starting a rival advertising agency. Uh, did I miss like a good line or anything between either of them on in that like interaction? No, I think I don't. I, f- I mean, I feel like they were both kind of biting and catty, but I don't recall any line in particular jumping out. I will say this, like I was kind of wondering why Lexi didn't say something about the rival ad agency or like, I mean, cause you know that they, that's going to, they're going to come to fisticuffs. So yeah, it's going to be yeah. a thing, right? Like we know that. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess maybe it's not ready. Yeah. I think that's probably why. Yeah. Um, so on her way out, she sees Michael because Michael has come all the way to Amanda Woodward advertising to get the, the journal or find out about the journal. Peter has also shown up at the same office building. Um, And so now we get our flashback. Um, (laughs) I kind of love this. And it's another retcon, but at least it's a fun one. It is a retcon because, okay, this is when when Michael says that it happened when he and Matt were in Mm -hmm. Chicago. So Mm -hmm. I guess they moved to L.A., now now we're expected to believe Jane and Michael knew and had a friendship with Matt back in Chicago. Yep, that's what this, right. So Jane and Michael knew each other, met each other in college, got married, moved to L.A. Matt has been in L.A. his entire life. Grown up there, went to school there, always was in L.A. They met in the building. This retcon says that Matt and Michael were in Chicago the same time. When Michael was in med school, he knew Matt and season one can i just oh sorry can i just interrupt here for a quick second season one episode one when we opened were jane and michael moving into the building at that point or did they already live there everyone was already living there everyone was already billy Billy was our new guy okay michael Michael was like the building manager okay i was just curious about that okay all right and it was like that was part of the thing with the show which was they knew each other through the building According, <laughs> now that we're at season seven. Yeah, apparently Melrose <laughs> Place building is a MacGuffin, <laughs> and it's not really how they all know each other. It's been seven year. It's, it's a seven year lie, folks. A seven year lie. Yeah. Ooh, fooled us. What a twist. Um, okay, so do, do you want to um, share the flashback Michael's secret? <laughs> So apparently, um, to get through, uh, I don't know, to help pay his way through medical school, a broke Michael took a job as a male stripper. 
And he had his persona was the Lone Ranger. And so the flashback is Michael in a cowboy outfit taking off his clothes to the Robert Palmer song, Addicted to Love. That's it. Exactly. Uh, also, I think they said, and I think they say later on, it was also to pay for the wedding. Oh, oh, it was to pay for the wedding. Okay. Like, all I right. I think it was both. I okay. Either way, they needed the money. Um, hilarious. Okay. First of all, I, I just was like watching this and, you know, dying because it's absolutely hilarious, but. It is hilarious. And, it's great. And, and, you know, Thomas Calabra just owns it. He does it because that's the thing. We don't just, like, see them call him out. We actually watch him do the striptease, and he does it really well. So, I like, mean, this had to be Thomas Calabra's idea. That's what I think. I mean, he was brilliant. But, you know, this ain't no magic mic. Like, it's no. really funny to see how much has changed in terms of physical appearance, particularly for men, in what is kind of a fairly short amount of time. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say Michael had a dad bod because he did not have a dad no, bod. No, I think but... Michael, actually, I think Thomas Calabro throughout looks pretty damn good, but but he doesn't have, you know, the abs and and everything that He's not chiseled. He's not made of steel. Yet. He is not. He is not chiseled. I mean, he pro- maybe if he exercises, it's a lot of like he probably jogs. Mm-hmm. Like that's what yeah. you you know, like that like that's what he does. But he's not like buff. No. And and so and it's just really funny to sort of see. And this was what, 97? Within Eight? 10? Yeah. Within yeah, like 10, within 10 years. Within five even, probably. But yeah, within it five is. even. There there was a very different expectation. For well, and men, you know what I actors. you know what I really blame for that is reality TV. Really? Because that's where you really had people that went straight from the gym and from modeling go to being seen on camera being seen on TV. I guess, although I have to say, like having met that reality TV star. Oh, Jared. Jared. Yeah. Who is very good looking, but he's not a big guy. Like he's No, but he was always small. kind of the anomaly for that franchise. Okay. He had a really big head. Like um ego or no, volume. Like, like volume. Okay. Like size. <laughs> Which I thought was because you, you know I mean it's it's a joke because like my husband has a really big head and I was I can like, I can testify yeah that's he, his 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 noggin's pretty big like he can't even wear hats because they don't really fit right he's got a big head and and I'm always like where I was like he should have been an actor should have been because for some reason actors tend to have large heads smaller bodies I think they're and I think that looks better on camera yeah I think there's something to that just saying. Um, but yeah, so because I was gonna say, like Jared was not a no, big... he don't no, no, he would not really represent what I'm talking about here. But but if you look at like, I mean, like all the real world shows and all the other MTV ones. And... Oh, are you thinking of Jersey Shaw, Jersey Shore? Well, I mean, that's to the Jim Tan Laundry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is extreme. Um, but yeah, I, that, that actually was like in my head, like running through my head was like, wow, like, like ideal body types for men have really shifted. But I have to say, if you were going to cast this show now, the only actor that would probably still get on is Andrew Shoup. Why? If you're, if you're basing it on like body looks. I haven't seen him in no, 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 no. I mean, the way they looked then. Oh, oh. yeah, I don't know. Now, I think, I think, I think Andrew Shue would have to buff up. 
I don't know. I mean, he had the abs. He had the soccer body. Yeah, but he didn't. His chest was kind of concave. Like he didn't have like a real muscular chest. And I don't know if he had abs. I don't remember seeing him. No, he did because that was the big thing in like all of ninety two on every. Yeah, but did he have? Did he have six or did he? He had an eight pack. He had an eight pack. Yeah, I don't remember. They they showed it all the time in the early seasons. I don't even remember that. Wow. But we digress. But okay, speaking of Billy, this is the point I wanted to make. We ha- we haven't finished talking about the journal and on all of the secrets, but okay, I don't like that they b- killed Matt. That they mentioned Matt, not even showing Doug Savant just to kill him off camera. I think it's dumb. I have an idea, and then discussing with Alyssa, she had a separate idea, which is, what if in going through Billy's apartment now that he has moved out, Amanda finds a journal, and it turns out Billy has kept all of these secrets because it makes a bit more sense. Billy interacted with these people and they told him things from time to time. You don't have to kill a character just to find a journal of secrets. Alyssa's thing is, what if the journal just shows up at Melrose Place somehow anonymously and no one knows who it is, but they have dirt on everyone and you spend the season not just finding out the secrets, but also wondering, Gossip Girl style, who the source of all of these is. That would have been fun. And you could play that through the whole season. That would have been fun. That would have been really, really fun. This sucks. (laughs) This idea is so dumb. This idea is so dumb. And on top of it, they had to kill off Matt, like, to do it, right? Like, like, come on. Oh, and also... Can we just, I meant to ask this earlier when we were discussing like Matt, you know, when Amanda showed up to Matt's mom's house and stuff like that. Where the fuck is Chelsea? Oh, yes. I had meant to ask that earlier. I was like, not a mention of the niece that he was taking care of. No mention of his ward. Like, was she back in LA with him? Was she coming to the funeral? Is she sad? Nothing. Who's she going to live with now? Like, no. And, And also with that, by the way, that means Matt's mom has lost her husband and both of her sons during the course of this series. (laughs) So we say like, you have to leave Melrose place, but sometimes even when you don't live there, the Grim Reaper gets you. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, All right. So I think this finds us back at the upstairs and this is uh, another kind of weak scene. Michael shows up and Megan has a question for him. I hated this. Um, Oh, something else I have to say. Um, Alyssa pointed this out, too, that Kyle's seems a little less jazzy and more like other types of music. Yes. And our uh, musical guest star is none other than Sean Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see him later on. Yes. But, um, um, but yeah. Yeah. And I, I was wondering that, too. I was like, what happened to the jazz? Yeah. The I mean, I, gone. it lasted that fad lasted a year on this show. I mean, I guess that they were hoping for, like, more eyeballs by having, like, more popular music people. Uh, I guess. They sure didn't give it much of a try. I know, but it really sucks, too, because once again, like, it was like, Kyle. Kyle's big dream was a jazz club. Yeah. Not a rock club. Yeah, now we have late 90s pop. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's, the jazz is gone. The jazz is gone, and it's also gone between Me- Megan and Michael, because uh, you know she's now like making amends to him. She's 
telling him that she didn't treat him fairly, um, only to find out from him that he is now engaged to Jane. So now she's pissed. But he actually does, like, I was kind of waiting for Michael to be Michael and sleep with her, right? But he's like, no. He's he's forthcoming about it. Yeah, he really does reject her. And he's like, I'm in love with Jane. Yeah, Yeah, he really does reject her. Um, And and he's like, I'm in love with Jane. Bye-bye. You had your shot. Yeah. And that's that. And and that's that. All right, so now we're back more to the the uh, journal. Um, Peter, with his Gwyneth haircut, is on his way to do laundry um, when he hears uh, Amanda and Kyle down there doing and like folding laundry, talking about the journal. Um, and Amanda admits that I, Amanda admits that she had said that she still has feelings for Peter. And he mentions the torn out page and she's like, no, it wasn't me who tore it out. And that's that. And they kiss. And it's like, I don't know why you really have to admit that you at one point told Matt you cared for Peter. You were married. You were together. They, there's like a little, there's a little bit more that comes up and maybe you can explain more to me what happens. But, but right now Peter feels like he's again got something on Amanda. Yeah, I don't know. It's getting tiring already. Um, And then Michael is getting dressed for work. He's putting on a tie. And all of a sudden, he hears Addicted to Love playing. Uh, And he comes out in the living room. (laughs) And Jane is pretending to be him. um, Because apparently Amanda told Jane all about it. Um, She's really talking out of both sides of her mouth right now, Amanda. Um, So Jane is teasing him. And this is when Michael says that he did it for the money for their wedding. Um, And Alyssa and I were both like, and Jane didn't know? So he was already lying back then? Um, (laughs) Well, at least that wouldn't have been retcon, right? (laughs) That would have been consistent. (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, I can't remember if uh, Jane like wants him to do the strip tease, and I can't remember which one of them says, but it's like funny. They're like, I think you have a case of the cute gluteus maximus or something. Like, I think Jane says it. It's like it's actually funny. It is cute. Um. So then he does the strip tease. Um. Okay. So then Amanda knocks on Peter's door, and she says that he was mentioned in Matt's journal. Um, and she gives it to him to read. And I guess it's, this happened at some point after he was, uh, after the, the trial ended with like the Betsy storyline, but he didn't have his license yet. <clears throat> um, Wait, now the Betsy storyline, was that the one with Jasmine Guy? No, no, no. The one where Kimberly put him in the asylum, um, but he was charged with killing, um, Alicia Barnett. And she was his only alibi. So uh, Amanda right, and right, Peter right. got out of the asylum. And then Peter was on trial and they needed Kimberly to testify. And she, like, couldn't remember. And then finally she did remember, I think. So I guess this is a case of Peter was operating on that Mr. Beck character without a license. And so I guess Amanda told Matt that. And Matt wrote it in the journal. And it's like, who cares? Like, who's going to see this? We... The thing about these secrets is everyone on the show knows everyone else on the show has done far worse than what's in the journal. <laughs> like, they've all been witnesses to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It like, is. Amanda yeah. is a witness to Peter doing something worse because he tried to kill her on the operating table. Right. Like, like it's already it's already worse. <laughs> we don't talk about that. But we don't. <laughs> um. So, so then I mean, like, did I is is that what you got from that sort of flashback? What that that it was That's, stupid. What? <laughs> like specifically what Amanda was explaining. I mean, I, I, I guess. I mean, honestly, I remember just being like, "Oh, it's that dude that." Sh- the, like, I was, I was like, I guess it was the way that they were explaining, like Mr. Beck coming in. I didn't. I mean, whatever. It was just, I was like, okay. I don't yeah, know. I, mean, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't think that much of it. So who cares? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of like, okay. I guess that's how he knows Mr. Beck. Okay. Um. I, I mean. I guess I was kind of like, I don't know, whatever. Um, then we will leave it there. Although when Peter says he wants to look at the journal, Amanda grabs it away. Um, and he he's like, that means you have secrets too. And she's like, I have no secrets. And he goes, oh yeah, it must be hard getting out of that door with your nose growing. So, <laughs> all right, Peter. I like that. I did like that line. Yeah. Um, and now we get to Jane's secret. So, uh, Michael and Jane are having drinks on the beach, and she mentions this new character to us named Alex Bastian, who is a fellow designer in college. And so, apparently, the night before her marriage to Michael, like, on her, the night before her wedding, they had their senior design show, and the two of them were celebrating alone, and this Alex character admitted he's always been in love with her, and he can tell that she's afraid to marry Michael, and that she's worried it'll be a mistake, and then Michael says out of the flashback, so what, you slept with him the night before our wedding? And I was like, oh, but then she's going to say, no, it didn't happen. And she goes, yeah, but it was just one night. No. Which kind of changes everything. I mean, that really does. <laughs> that poor really Jane, poor victim Jane that Michael cheated on and then treated so terribly for so long. I know. And now come to find out. But also, like, their senior show was the night before her wedding. Like, shouldn't she have been with family? Wasn't there, like, a rehearsal dinner that night or anything? No, apparently not, because she was having sex with some other dude. I I know. I was like, the whole seven years, it's just been a lie. Yeah. It's just been a lie. It's a different kind of lie um, than, like, oh, Amanda really grew up in Miami and was married before she got to the show. Or... It's a different kind of lie. But this is a lie that happened like day one. This like is a day lie that one. Like, right, before, right before the show started, this character was not what we were told she was. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And then Michael just gets so angry. Yeah. Yeah. And then she does call him out on it a little bit. Um, but yeah, he storms off. He's like, how dare you? And he storms off. And, and he like locked her out for the night, right? I mean, like, yeah. she couldn't lock her out of the bedroom. Right? Yeah, locked her out of the bedroom. Yeah, like, he was like, no, not gonna, yeah. And I think this is the beginning of the end of Michael and Jane. Well, it's certainly a rupture. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does ask him the next morning. He te- he says that he can't trust her. And she's like, why are you giving me a lecture on morality? And he's like, Jane, if you're trying to make logic of this, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Phew, thank you. Yeah, we're, we're all crazy. Um... And we go from that fun to, like, the mess of the Peter 
Kyle Amanda triangle. He comes to Kyle's like before it opens because he left his credit card there the night before. Um, and, and then Kyle mentions the journal and he mentions the missing page. Um, and it's sort of like an opening for Amanda to sort of take a stand. And so she tells to both Peter and Kyle, she's like, I love Kyle. I won't let anything come between us. Um, and like, so that's that she's like laid down the law. And then we hear this like sort of horrible non voice in the background. And like, and that of course is our musical guest. Sean I don't remember him being so not talented. <laughs> I don't either, but I believe it. And like, Julian and Lennon he, has a beautiful voice. So yeah. I got confused between Julian and Sean for like a hot minute. And so yeah. when, this, when the yeah, music started and I was like, what happened? And then I had to like really think about it a minute and be like, oh, Julian Lennon is the one that had the career. Yeah, right. yeah. It is It is not too late for goodbyes with Sean Lennon. You can see yourself out. Um, yeah, Julian was the one that had the career. Uh, and then Amanda's, or Kyle is like, we open at five, good day, sir. And uh, Kyle and Amanda dance to, to Sean Lennon. Um, so Peter is like, you know, like, like practically foaming at the mouth. He breaks into someone else's session that he says is running over. It probably isn't. Probably is like right after it's begun. Uh, but he tells us, he kicks her out and tells the therapist that Amanda ripped his heart out in front of Kyle, which means she is hiding something. Like she did it as a show to Kyle, not because it's uh, real. And he has already deduced that this missing page <laughs> is about her feelings for him. And the doctor is like, I'm going to write you a very strong prescription. And he's like, I don't need it. And he walks out. So he is Looney Tunes at this point. Yes, he is. <laughs> Um, we return to Kyle's and Sean Lennon is singing again with between him and his backup singer, like the most nineties hair I can think of. Um, and so Michael comes to Kyle with a note from Megan that sounds kind of like a suicide note. Michael is like, yeah, this is like the note Taylor left before she tried to kill herself in the car. Um, so maybe she went back home to her trailer park in Napa. I've got to go. And Michael goes. I didn't know there were trailer parks in Napa. No, I right. mean, what I told Alyssa was like, yeah, there must be not nice parts of Napa where, you know, the employees of all the vineyards maybe, like, live near. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so it, I, it's just a random thing for Michael. And then... And then all of a sudden... <laughs> Ryan, the newly discovered brother of Kyle, shows up. I mean... And what a coinky thing. What we were welcome. just talking about him. <laughs> First thing he does is punch Kyle. And then they make up. Ha ha ha. It's like a Mentos ad. Um, so I guess Amanda forced him to call, force Kyle to call Ryan. Um, and so Ryan like got the message and decided to see him in person. Um, and I guess now they're even and they're on friendly terms again. Well, Say hello to Ryan because he's on through the rest of the. the okay, show. hello Ryan. <laughs> um, and this is kind of kind of awesome and also terrible. Um, Amanda comes home and finds her apartment broken into, so she goes and gets her gun, which we've seen before in that like silverware drawer. Yeah, so she's we'll always had that. that. She's always had the gun in the kitchen. 
And Kyle and Ryan are in the courtyard. They've come back separately. And all of a sudden they hear a gunshot outside the apartment. So they run upstairs and they see her. She is holding the gun and she has shot an intruder in the bedroom. And then they turn the body over and it's Peter. Amanda has shot shot Peter. Peter. Who has come in looking for the journal. Amanda shot Peter. Meanwhile, Ryan is standing right there, this stranger in her apartment. You know, Amanda has no idea who he even is, but her attention is elsewhere. So yeah, Amanda has shot Peter, but Matt is dead for real. And and that that is our episode. We're done. Ending with a bang. (laughs) Literally. I have one final note, which is this episode is for morons. I mean, all the episodes have been for morons since they have. They have the last all season six. No, since season three, that's unfair. (laughs) What was season two? Uh, (laughs) Season four. What was the season when it got really bad? Season four. Well, season four got bad, but I don't think season five was terrible. I will say, season six. Like once they bring in Lexi and once Sid is dead, like I think the show is really yeah. We're done. Yeah, like they probably should have put a like should have just ended it when Sid left. I mean, like, this is really, at this point, this show is really just to sell advertising time and everyone to make money. This is not necessarily Yeah, but are they even making money in. at this point? Because it feels like there would be a mass exodus of viewers and advertisers. I think the ratings definitely started to tumble, but, but you know, those those rates don't really go down instantly, even when you start to lose viewers. So they were still making money on the show. Okay. Because I don't really know how the whole adver- the TV advertising world works. I don't have much inside knowledge, but I think those shows go on for a long time before you, they end up losing money by keeping it running. Well. Uh, so good for them. It's sad for us. Sad for so R.I.P. Matt. R.I.P. Matt. What, a, what oh, an uh, ignominious way to go. But I will say... As horrible as this episode was, it was refreshing to be like be rid of all those other storylines that were bogging yeah. us down. The thing is, we do get a reset yeah. here. Now so we have new storylines to it. bog us down. Yeah. We'll just wait and see how long it takes for, for you to get bogged down. Yes. We're going to go over to Hollywood Boulevard. I have no idea what we're talking about, but we're going to be talking about something. Yeah, it's a mystery. Um uh let me tease it by saying we're gonna go back to the 90s on the boulevard actually Ooh, i'm intrigued so you have to follow us um okay we're going over there we'll see you there yep good luck if you guys get snow stay well stay warm all that jazz and we'll catch you next week on the block bye (laughs) 